Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in established. Good. Because that word actually has she in it. Right, it does. You know, I'm just ready to get it back together and do this We're in a... This is our commitment. I have a new commitment to actually finding words. To not be like so... Lackadaisical, really. It's a good word. Lakshi days ago. Anyway, hi, I'm Summer, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I just want you to know that I chose you to be my beautiful co-host, but also God meant it for my good, and Aww. for Sheologians is is good. That's really sweet. You know, mine is also really sweet. Ooh. And I was like, I kind of don't so know tired. how this episode is going to go. <laughs> so, so I tired. feel a little bit bad using super sweet ones on episodes that could just be really interesting. But anyway, you're right. <laughs> All I of our enjoy... episodes are interesting. You're right. This one, <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> you're right. I am Joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And Summer, I... I'd like for you and I to be podcasting forever, even if there are no microphones. <laughs> even when the microphones aren't on. Right. Just We're just podcasting. Yeah. Like, uh, what I like to think is that we're sitting on a porch somewhere. Yes, in rocking chairs. And we're just talking. And if someone, someone like, they walked by, they'd be like, what are they doing? That the other person in the neighborhood would just be like. Oh, oh they're podcasting. They're podcasting. <laughs> they never stopped. They never stopped. Now I'm kind of imagining us like in a home though. That's totally how I saw just it like, when you described it They that never way. stopped. Yep. They, they are just, just always podcasting. Never stopped. Every morning, <laughs> Summer wakes up and she's like, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever I am. <laughs> My memory is already don't, going. They really don't know. They don't know where they are. <laughs> they don't know where we are. That sounds great. I'm down. I'm just, cool. I'm totally down. Let's do that. Our husbands are going to be like, they're just outside talking about some, some doctrine. Right. <laughs> um, and there are, as we decided. Talking about the issues of the day. <laughs> Feminism. Still talking about Hopefully feminism. Hopefully it'll be like, do you remember when feminism was, was a big it? thing? Right. Ugh. Thank goodness that's over. Um, there are 2,882 words, according to WordFinder, that have the word she in it. So. And that's just she. That's, that's just not she. even her. Right. So, so we've got a lot of podcasts. Whatever number left you just do. said is the number <laughs> we have left to go. Okay. So I, we do have a feminist of the week this week that I want to go through and I'm really excited about. But first, I want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to you, Joy. J. Okay. J. Tem. J. Hun. J. Hunt. I don't know how I'm gonna like. J. Hunt. J. Hunt. 
I don't know how I'm gonna do that. I'll figure it out. J Tem just rolls off the tongue. It's anyway. Right. Um weird. Right. So for my whole entire I might life. Be married when we play this episode. Well, you should be. I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> not I didn't mean it like that. You should, just, should be. I just meant like if you wanna keep doing this podcast, <laughs> you, you better get better. married. Um so compatibilism is something that I have just taken for granted my whole life. And then the other day I had someone ask me a question uh, where I was just like, oh, wow, this is one of those like Christian things that I just take for granted. Right. And maybe a lot of people who are reformed ish or Calvinistic take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a very confusing doctrine if you haven't sat down and really taken the time to think through it and read through it and get help with it um well and some people may know what it is but they just don't know like what it's called by that name yeah right so what is it compatibilism so you guys know what mole no i'm not gonna define okay compatibilism is the belief that Man is free to choose according to his desires Mm -hmm. um, while at the same time um, God is sovereign and none of us act outside of his decree. Right. And so as with my, my caution up at the very front and my encouragement would be that there are a lot of things in the Bible where it's like, wait, what? Like, wait, how can that be? Right. But we need to be careful not to conflate something that is seems mysterious with something that is a contradiction. Right. Um, it, you, if you're the standard and something is confusing to you. Right. You it makes sense that you could just reject it and say, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. So right. that can't be true. Right. But we are not the standard. Right. So that don't go by that standard right (laughs) right when you when you think with uh human thoughts and you think that you kind of try to a lot of times in in a opposition to calvinism people say well don't put my god in a box and it's like well actually (laughs) um if you refuse to let the biblical witness define for us how God works and what our responsibilities are and who we are, then you are the one who's defining God according to human standards. Right. And we need to allow scripture to tell us who God is because God is, or because scripture is how God has chosen to reveal himself to us. Yep. One of the ways anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we we start from the starting point um, that Jonathan Edwards does, and I kind of already said this, but uh, that man is free to choose according to his disposition. We will always choose according to our strongest desire. Mm-hmm. So in that way, our choices are free. Um, and so there, when we look at scripture and we see things like, I think the biggest... Kind of, there, there's really two big passages that people will go to when discussing, discussing, discussing. You just, you're doing, <laughs> I'm it's doing Freudian it. at this point. I just can't even stop. When discussing compatibilism, and um, 
the the big one is Genesis fifty twenty, uh, when Joseph was sold into slavery, and all of these things happen. His brothers are you know they're like let's kill him. Wait, let's sell him into slavery, and uh, you know all of those following things happen. And then his brothers see him again because there's a famine, and he says to them, "As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good." in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. And so uh, I think a wrong reading into this text would be to just assume that, you know, these, these guys had free will. They chose to do this evil thing. Um, and God it just has to come along and pick up the pieces, hoping that he can make this bad situation right. a good situation. Well, and it would also be wrong to say, that God instilled murderous hatred in Correct. His, Joseph's brother's hearts. That's right. That made them. Right. Yeah. Um, because of, uh, that's good that you pointed that out. We know that God, that's not what God does because James one thirteen says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted with evil. And he himself tempts no one. So what we see in that passage is that God is directing the the evil the bad evil desires that the brothers had but they still chose to sell them into slavery right um and according to their nature right their desire right and Joseph himself in that verse says like you did evil against me right evil is a moral pronouncement right if something is evil it's a it's a saying you are morally culpable right for this evil yes. choice yeah um and so essentially the uh i'm going to bring up the term molinist because the molinist attempts to explain this kind of the, the, like these passages these difficult passages that have to do with free will and god directing these evil actions um, Molinism is basic is the doctrine that God consults his knowledge, essentially looks into all these other options that could happen, these mm-hmm. things that could happen in the future. They're called counterfactuals. And then he chooses the the right situation that he wants where he's gonna get people like in this scenario, they're gonna do what I want. So I'm gonna choose this scenario. Right. And that sounds it's very like Sherlock. It's yeah. like everything kind of like slows down and he like picks looks, up on all the little looks through time yeah. and decides which um but the thing is is you can't look at what Joseph said there about how God used the evil acts of his brothers for good and see anything about God looking through all these possible universes and picking that like right. that is reading into the text and trying, I, I think trying to explain something that is mysterious. Um, yeah. And so it, this does come back to a discussion of what we believe about total depravity, um, what we believe about free will um and 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 it's you might not agree with us on <laughs> what we would say about this um but we know we can read in scripture i think it's very clear that there's there are two different kinds of of it speaks of two different kinds of god's will so there's his decree mm-hmm. what he has determined is going to happen what he has foreordained um which includes this sinful choices of man right 
Um, but there's also his his law, his expressed will for people. Right. And we are held responsible to that. And does that seem like a mystery? Sure. But we have to remember that we are not God. God's ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. They are different than our ways. Um, and that, you know, the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, which we hold to, says that man, by his fall into a state of sin, has wholly lost all ability to of will to any spiritual good accompanying mm-hmm. salvation. So as a natural man being altogether averse from that good and dead in sin is not able by his own strength to convert himself. Um, Romans 5, 6, for while we were still um, sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 8, 7, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Uh, Romans 6 also. Oh yeah, like the whole thing. Basically, just I could have. <laughs> I was saying Romans leading to just all that, of it, <laughs> but really just Romans. A lot of Romans, right? Um, and Jesus in John six forty four, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will mm-hmm. raise him up on the last day. So we know from that that we are there are um, free will decisions that we are not that are not free to us. Uh, we are. I mean, Romans six twenty especially. And uses the word slave. Right. Um, so there are things that we cannot choose. We cannot choose to have a sinful nature. We have one. Correct. Um, and some of us are free from that sinful nature and we are made slaves to righteousness. Yes. Um, now, how does that work? Do, am I like a slave to picking... Burger King over Taco Bell or <laughs> no and so both that's... of those are terrible options just so you <laughs> so know. terrible Ugh. but still you know no judgment <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> but um I have a I've, I have a little bit of a headache so I like care about everything but also nothing right yeah yeah like no, you I say know it that and one. you're like actually uh... I'm not gonna give the Burger King and Taco Bell people a hard time just do what you gotta do to the just, glory of God. Yeah. Whatever you eat or drink. <laughs> Whatever you eat or drink. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Sorry. I could actually, I'm so hungry. I could eat Taco Bell. What is happening? Um, the, the point, point is you were trying to make. You picked Taco Bell. <laughs> right. You picked it. Um, I think that the point that we're trying to make here <laughs> is that um, if your starting point is man, you are going to read in uh, Romans 9.13, you know, as it is written, Jacob, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated, and be like, dude, that's so unfair. How dare you? Right. Like, so there was nothing Esau could do. This is unfair. Um, but if you're, if you're reading through a biblical lens, you're going to look at that and go, wow, God is so good that he loved Jacob. Yeah. Because Jacob didn't deserve Mm -hmm. that love. Jacob and Esau both equally deserved eternal punishment. Both of them were absolutely unable to come to God. Right. They're haters of God. Rebellious. Um, So it is incredible that God chose to love Jacob. And I mean, if you go read Genesis, Jacob was 
kind of a jerk quite a bit um to be completely you heard it here you Jacob, heard it here kind of a jerk kind of a jerk <laughs> <laughs> i mean the truth is the truth um so the overwhelming testimony of scripture is that you do have free will but you're always going to act in accordance with your nature right and so that's why Christ came and died so that he could, as Colossians 1 says, transfer you out of the domain of darkness into the kingdom of of his mm-hmm. son, of light. Well, and I lightly mentioned, um, what is it, 2 Corinthians, whatever you eat or drink. 1 Corinthians 10.31. Yeah, oh, 1 Corinthians, yeah, 10.31. Um, but that's a great... Like so, basically, that that is a command given to those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So God has given you the ability to eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's right. Um, but at the, in that same verse, He's saying, whatever you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. He's not saying eat this particular thing to the glory of God. Right. He's not mandating right. all of your steps and all of your actions and, and none all of, of your, your choices. steps will happen outside of his will. Right. Regardless. Right. But you're right. This is not like we're bound. It's not about this being a script. Right. And it do, neither of those two things are contradictory. Right. There's no, there's no, there's no contradiction. Yeah. There. That's right. And we know from Philippians two thirteen. Uh, Paul says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So it's God's will and his grace and his power that allows you to to glorify him. Because right. in our fallen state, how we're all born, we're not going to glorify right. God. Nothing we do will glorify God in our fallen state because we're slaves to sin. Right. And then once we are saved, we become slaves to Christ. So like either way, you're a slave. <laughs> Like, yeah. I mean, that's the good news, though. Right. That's good news. Yeah. Well, and slave sounds negative because of our... Right. I mean, we have, like, a cultural understanding of what that means. Right. Um, but that's not... We can that's all, we can do an, a whole other episode on that. Right. But... Um, that's right. Being a, being a slave to, to righteousness, to God, is... Uh, that's not what you're thinking necessarily (laughs) right (laughs) right and and yeah so the question is normally framed you know i guess actually what i'm trying to say is it's not as simple as our 2018 united states understanding of the word slave right no it's not anyway being a slave to christ is i mean you want that right that is a very good thing um and so we we do believe so like Second Thessalonians 2.13 says, But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, beloved brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. So God, God has done no wrong in holding anyone accountable for his sin. Right. And he has done, he has given grace and mercy to the believer um, because God, uh, Jesus took the wrath in our place so god's justice is always done um but i think we really need to change our starting point from thinking of starting from man deserving anything right all all men you don't want to get what you deserve because what you deserve is eternal punishment right 
But when you're hidden in Christ, that punishment has already been paid. Mm -hmm. So God is always just too, which is just, I can't refrain from highlighting because it's just what everybody's talking about (laughs) and I just can't stop. But anyway, so I don't know. Was that, is that clear? Does that make sense? I, I think again, don't conflate a mystery with a contradiction. Don't be uncomfortable um, with, don't put God in a box. He is not bound to what we are bound to as humans. Like God's decree is so much more complex and beautiful than you will ever wrap your brain around in this lifetime, potentially the next. I don't know. This touches, this touches on things that we as humans will never understand, like knowing everything and being everywhere and having ultimate power. We will, right. we will never we can't ever relate. No, no. I don't relate. No. I don't relate to that in any we way. Try. We really try. Yes. And from that comes this idea that there are certain things that God does that are unfair or contradictory. But that's just not the case. Right. God has never acted unfairly ever, mm-hmm. nor shall he ever. Right. We know that. So anyway, take heart in that. Um, if you have questions, ask someone smarter than us. Um, <laughs> go talk to my dad. Um, so your dad's I, like, why did why you, are you doing this? Send all these people here right. to my home address. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> um, okay. So this, this clip that I'm about to play is so crazy sauce. I cannot even. Like, my can't even is busted. And I just want to go through it real quick. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is Anne Hathaway speaking at... Of course it is. <laughs> Anne Hathaway explaining the levels of privilege in American society at the human rights campaign. Are you ready? No, probably not, no. but here we go. The exception of being a cisgender male, everything about how I was born has put me at the current center of a damaging and widely accepted myth. That myth is that gayness orbits around straightness, (laughs) transgender orbits around cisgender, and that all races orbit around whiteness. Um, okay. So, the flat earthers are already mad. (laughs) Right. Mm -mm. Um, nothing orbits. And And just quit. Um, but can I just say this is this is already more postmodern garbage than I can even handle. What do you mean that gayness orbits straight? What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? That means nothing. What does it mean to orbit around straightness? Right. Like I don't even and and listen to the applause. You should it's see just her like face. A, it's just like a sort of a pretentious reiteration so of everything that someone's saying. It is so pretentious. Um, what does that mean? Okay, okay, it gets worse or better depending on who you are. That is how 
much applause she gets for saying nothing. This myth is wrong, but this myth is too real for too many. It is ancient, so it is trusted. It is a habit, so it's assumed um, to... I'm just going to go ahead. What is ancient about it? I'm just going to go ahead and say that historically, mm. I don't think anyone has orbited around whiteness. No, because most of history has not been done by white people. That, ugh, I don't... Like, civilization started over there. Like, And in, I would say that historically, even, like... Ancient people, ancient gay people orbited. This doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It means this is like not an some... ancient myth. Should we feel bad for the moon? Like, is that what she's saying? I, I just right. Like, what does that like mean? The, it... All things that orbit. I, like, I understand what she's trying to say. Like, tell me. Obviously, then. the moon is not as important as the Earth. It is like the moon is an orbiting part of the earth and so like it's the like the moon the earth is more important than the moon okay and so it takes on this like subordinate characteristic but that's not true <laughs> according to like the, the moon can't the moon doesn't act anyway it just does what it was created to do so like i guess the idea is that like these lesser than characters have been orbiting like we need to invite gayness onto the planet <laughs> even though it's here <laughs> okay the way things are it's inherited so it's thought immutable oh now an ad's gonna start market Can't get it wrong yet. So loud. Why is it so much louder? Its consequences are dangerous because it prioritizes a certain type of love, a certain kind of body, a certain kind of skin color. And okay, so I really, really hate when people associate different having a different skin color with having a different sexual sin proclivity. Right. So saying that it prioritizes a certain kind of love, um, and you want us to prioritize that. That's I what guarantee I mean. like, it. This is just the, she's reiterating just the propaganda of the day. It doesn't mean none anything. Of this, none of this has been proven. This No. She says it's a myth. But by her own standard... <laughs> Wouldn't I, I am sure that she would prefer that we do prioritize certain kinds of quote love because I guarantee you at this point in history, she's not ready to defend pedophilia no. or incest. Right. Not yet. That's right. not in yet. Right. Um, but other sexual sins like that's what she's calling love. Right. But then she makes a correlation between a certain kind of, quote, love and a certain kind of body and a certain kind of skin color. Well, no, I reject that because I do prioritize. I do prioritize that sexual sin is real and bad and there's nothing wrong with having a different kind of skin color. Like right. you should not be equating 
sins. Those two are not the same thing. To body types and skin color. Right. That's ridiculous and stupid. Not value in the same way anything it deems to be other to itself. So she uh, is straight. As far as I know, she's not attracted to her siblings. So is she not valuing people who have incestuous attractions? Like, is that really what she's ready to say? Because no, that's the lot. No that's way. the logic here. Like, it's different from her. She's saying you can't devalue something just because it's different than you. Well, yeah. What about the view that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that homosexuality is sin? Right. Well, what about that view? Right. It's not allowed. Right. Because it's the big earth. So it's you're the big, devaluing it's the big mean earth. And we need to look for all these little guys that have been sitting in the shadow right. of Earth. Stupid. It is a myth that is with us from birth, and it is a myth that keeps money and power in the hands of the few instead of being invested in the lives of the free. What? What does that even mean? Invested in Gay the Gay people power make of the so few. much money. <laughs> They have less kids, like they're not spending money on their, I mean, gay people can make a lot of money. That's very, that's right. actually a very common statistic in the gay community. Yeah. Because they're not spending their money on kids and their work life is uninhibited. I mean. Well, and you actually can't like deny so employment I, because of sexual orientation. Right. And what does that mean? Like, so the, uh, that doesn't mean, I'm sorry, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I appreciate this community. Fake tears. So much. Because it's where I learned to reject this myth. I appreciate this community. Because together, we are not just going to question this myth. We are going to destroy it. So clearly she has priorities. Like, she prioritizes her beliefs and believes that it is a better kind of love than anybody who disagrees with her or buys into her quote myth. And you should see the fake tears and the applause. And I think you should be terrified, like terrified because these people are really motivated. Oh yeah. Authentic equality, authentic equality doesn't prioritize sexual orientation. It doesn't put any one gender or race at the center. It doesn't erase our identity. So question, it does, authentic equality doesn't put any one race or gender at the center. What does that mean? Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you go to China, the average ethnicity is going to be Chinese. Yeah. So if we're going to make China equal, do we need to make sure that it's equal parts every ethnicity? Right. Like, what does that mean? Well, it's okay as long as it's not white. Right. Because white, you can't <laughs> orbit. Well, because we've just, like, white people have just had so much power for so long that, it, like, it's just about time that they get over that. <laughs> And what about, like, you can't prioritize love, but, like, she's clearly making a very clear argument that her priorities, what she believes should be prioritized, 
should be prioritized to the point that every other belief system gets destroyed. Right. That was her word. Right. So are priorities bad or good? Right. Like, I'm not sure at this point. If they're yours. Either. Right. They're then they're fine. What it does do is centralize love. I'm feeling the love. Love is fully centralized. Every door opens for everybody. Do you want no. every door open for everybody? <laughs> How about the prison doors? <laughs> How about the doors for the people that think rape is fine? Right. Do you want the doors open for their version of love? Because a lot of people have some really wacky ideas of what love is. Like, what does this even do including, you want? Including the vast majority of the United States right now. Right. <laughs> do you want the doors open for everybody? No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> now, I know I'm speaking in abstractions and that there is privilege embedded in my ability to do so. I know that there are very real obstacles that block the path to true equality. Note the note the phrase true equality because she has not given us true equality in this speech. She has said if you believe anything opposite of her, you sh your beliefs should be destroyed so that hers can become the main beliefs of the day. This is not about true equality at all. And I know that removing them is easier said than done. But I also know that myths are destroyed by the same thing that's cre that creates them. A community. A community that believes. A community that is conscious. Do you hear the religion she's selling? Mm-hmm. Belief. Community. These are, this is, this is religious don't ever let them tell you that it's not right a community that claps back and says no more a community backed by the hrc that's the human rights campaign mm -hmm. can you imagine what will happen as each person follows the lead of this community and rejects the myth of their own unworthiness the myth of their own unworthiness first of all the human rights campaign um is a big fan of abortion and so they love the fact that we slaughter people in the millions yep um the it has nothing to actually do with human rights uh most of the stuff that they back is sexual perversion abortion things of that nature um she did also mention earlier that just because you have a different kind of body you shouldn't have to or be in orbit. So what about a human what baby body? What about a body? human baby body? That's right. And rejects the myth of their own unworthiness. You know, this goes back to uh, the idea that we all have to have something to worship and right. feel worthy and... Um, no, I I don't want the doors flung wide open for every kind of sexual perversion. I don't want pedophilia to be normalized. I don't want incest to be normalized. I don't want bestiality to be normalized. And if you think that, that these are all just extreme examples, look at what's going on in Europe, because it's not. 
Um, there are already grassroots organizations all over the place that want to um, normalize yeah, sorry, these things. We, we already have organizations. I mean, NAMBLA. Right. It's already here. It right. already exists. Right. So should we reject these things or not? Because she's saying everyone's worthy. Reject the myth that you're not. Right. And more importantly, the myth that they need others to be worth less in order for them to be worth more. The walls built in fear will crumble. They will disintegrate. The old world will shatter and the pieces that no longer serve will melt. So I'm just going to go ahead and like paint like a little bit of a math picture. I'm not a mathematician, but if someone has more and someone has less, and we're trying to accomplish equal parts, doesn't someone have to have less? Doesn't the act, like the act of someone having less, like there's a distribution that has to occur. Oh, yes. So she's vilifying uh-huh. a group of people that want, like they, at the expense of others, mm-hmm. they do whatever they can to have more power. Mm-hmm. But isn't that necessary mm-hmm. to achieve what she's describing? Yeah. Don't you, if you have less and you want more, mm-hmm. don't you have to take from someone else and make sure that they have less than what they have? Yes. And, and listen to this sentence, because this is, wow. Are you ready? <laughs> Do it. She just said, the old world will shatter and the pieces that no longer serve will melt. This is like. This is like a bad line from a young adult dystopian novel. Is this not what like the totalitarian new monarch like says to rev his people up? Yes. The old world must die. And then we will burn the pieces and build a new civilization. Like, did you not read this? (laughs) <laughs> in Fahrenheit 451, in The Hunger Games, in Brave New World. Right. Like, is that not... Do you hear this? <laughs> Can you hear yourself? At the end, she goes, and that was just a part of the book that I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can go by it at your name's Barnes & Noble. Coming to 20th Century Fox next year about right. the apocalypse. <laughs> like, what is happening? Anyway, 17 seconds left. A new world will emerge forged from this community, from their size, from your seismic imperative message that love is love. So we're going to destroy the old world with the message that love is love. And I, I, I agree with her. <laughs> yeah, actually, I agree that the message that love is love will destroy. Oh, yeah. The world. That you can do whatever you want, and it's totally cool. Yeah. That is a very destructive message, and she's absolutely right about it. So, anyway, she is totally, like, the feminist of the month with that mess that just happened. I don't even, like, that is ter- that is terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying to me. Uh the, the thunderous applause that followed um, was so, so very intense. So um, words have meaning. Yeah. Love is not love. 
your feelings don't determine truth. Um, what else can I say about that? I think that's pretty much it. Equality. Mm, true equality. True equality. Remember, they don't mean true equality. They mean equality of outcome. Everyone right. must have the same, like you you brought up. Right. Um, which means that if you have been blessed with something, you must not enjoy it. You must give it away. Right. Which is not justice, by the way. It is well, not the definition of justice. A, that's how they can get away with saying they're not taking anything. The idea is that you willingly give it away. Mm-hmm. Willingly, whether you want to or not. Whether you want to or not. <laughs> but, you know, willingly. <sighs> anyway, you guys. Um, please continue to support us at patreon.com slash sheologians. That's how we keep the mics on. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy the Patreon-only content that's there. And do we have anything else that we need to tell them? I don't think so. No, that's it. I hope you guys have a great week. Me too. Bye. Bye. You shot me down, you like the control You speak to me like I'm a child Try